Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome to Victory Monday. We are in the freaking playoffs. I am super hyped. I know we had a really exciting episode yesterday following the absolute demolition of the Indianapolis Colts. They walked home. They flew home depressed. But the Giants, cigars were flowing. Excitement was happening. The locker room was awesome. You know, you see after the game, everyone just hyped in this team has fought and grinded their way to a playoff appearance. And in what was supposed to be a, the first year of a rebuild, we can now say that I don't think we actually have to go through a full rebuild. I think we've actually managed to sidestep a full rebuild. It felt like this. It felt like they might move on to Daniel Jones at the beginning of the season. But right now, it looks like he's locked in for an extension. Saquon Barkley, I think they're a duo. I think they're a pairing. I think they want Saquon back as well. You hear the way Saquon spoke about Daniel Jones yesterday. You can check it out on our social media channels. It's up there right now. And it's it just stands out. He's like, you know, I get there early. He's like, if you guys know me, I'm one of the first people here. But I get here super, super early. And Daniel Jones is always here first. And he's always the last one to leave. The Giants love him. Brian Dable, you know, I, he just, you, you see the way he looks at him. It looks like they're about to get married. It's unbelievable. Um, we love this combination. We love this duo. But today we have another player on our mind. Today we have a guy that wasn't getting all the attention in the world yesterday because Daniel Jones was having such an electrifying game. But this guy specifically deserves all the recognition in the world right now. One of the most underrated things Joe Shane did before the season was pick up the fifth-year option of Dexter Lawrence. I want to talk about Dexter Lawrence. I want to talk about his stats right now. The guy is on freaking fire. He is having one of the best seasons from a defensive tackle in the league and one of the best we've seen from a giant player in a very long time. This is a player we want to extend. We need to extend. He's a pillar, a focal point on this defense defensive front but Anthony when you're looking at Dexter Lawrence sexy Dexy how you feeling about him yesterday picked up another sack I think that's his ninth on the season he's been absolutely electrifying this is a pillar on this defensive line yeah absolutely I mean I think Dexter Lawrence deserves to be an all pro player this season I think there's no doubt about that he's been utterly dominant he looks like he's playing at like an Aaron Donald level right now that sack that you're referring to that was Quentin Nelson, one of the best offensive guards in the NFL. And he just walked him back into the quarterback and took out two men at once. Like, Sexy Dexy just ate two people whole. That was bizarre. I've never even seen anything like that. But Dexter Lawrence has really elevated his game to new heights this season. The New York Giants defense, they have some pieces there. You know, they're missing a few in the secondary. Injuries have been a problem. But the interior of that defensive line, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, he's a little bit banged up right now. But when he's playing well, we know how good he is. But Dexter Lawrence has really allowed the Giants defense to take that step forward and be such a great unit, holding the Colts to 10 points last week. Now, the Colts, not the best offense in the world. But in general, the Giants haven't really been blown out very frequently, only that one time against the Eagles. And throughout the season, they've frequently held opponents to under 20 points. So I think it's been really impressive what Wink Martindale has done with the defense and how Andre Patterson, the new defensive line coach, has gotten a career year out of Dexter Lawrence while also helping uh, Kayvon Thibodeau have an excellent rookie season. Aziz Ojolari, when he's healthy, he's been looking like a new and improved version of himself. So the coaching staff, you got to give a lot of credit to them because they're finding ways to have career years and resurgent seasons out of just about every player on this defense, Landon Collins included. Like what a surprise that was for him to step back into this new Giants coaching staff and just excel on the Giants defense this year, a midseason pickup. But again, Dexter Lawrence having that career year, he looks like an all-pro player and he looks like one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL right now. 
I would concur. I would say he looks like an all-pro level player. He's playing at an Aaron Donald level right now. And, you know, yesterday against the Colts, he had another electrifying game, finished with five total tackles, a sack, a tackle for a loss, and three quarterback hits, guys. This guy, okay, I wrote an article about him this morning because I was just like, you know, he deserves so much credit. Daniel Jones got a lot of love yesterday. We gave him a ton of positivity on uh, yesterday's episode, but I wanted to give some to uh, my guy Dexter Lawrence now. And, you know, for a guy that's 340 pounds, 340 pounds. I don't necessarily know how the guy moves so efficiently. Six foot four, 340 pounds. He's 25 years old. He's in the middle of his prime, former first round pick. We got him actually in the OBJ trade. So, you know, I guess, you know, this is one of the biggest benefits that we walked away with from that deal. Um, but on the season, this is before the Colts game, right? If you, if you looked at this, right? So this is one game less than he's already played. If you looked at this as his end game stats, you'd be over the moon. 825 snaps, 60 freaking pressures, Eight sacks, twenty quarterback hits, and thirty-two hurries. Those are those are elite stats. If the season ended today, or even yeah, yesterday before the game, now you add on another sack, you add on another three quarterback hits, you add on pretty pretty much four additional pressures. The guy's been absolutely electric. He has forty-one tackles, thirty-three stops before yesterday's game, ninety-two grade according to PFF on the defensive side, and that fifth-year option is looking really good. So next year he's set to earn about twelve point four million dollars, which is pretty cheap considering the production he's putting on the field this year. Um, one of the most underrated signings uh, in terms of a coach. Andre Patterson from the Minnesota Vikings, guys. He was known for the guy that helped Daniel Hunter elevate his game, Everson Griffin. He's known to be one of the best defensive line coaches in football. And he, what he's done, I don't. there must be a couple different guys that can be attributed toward the elevation of Dexter Lawrence's play this year. But I'm going to give it to a lot of the credit to Andre Patterson because he's specifically the defensive line coach. What he's done for Dexter Lawrence has been nothing short of magisterial, has nothing short of phenomenal, tremendous, and just electrifying. This is a different player, guys. This is a totally different player than what we see in the past. He had 43 pressures in 2021. That was his career high. He's tripled his sack total this season. He has 17 more total pressures, and that's not even including yesterday's game where he was electric in addition. Um, you know, he went with for an eight-game stretch. He went eight consecutive games before the Minnesota game that he didn't miss a tackle. Eight consecutive games. All he does is tackle. You're going to miss tackles every now and then. Every player does. Eight consecutive games without missing a tackle. He was playing some of the best football of a defensive lineman of any player this year. Any player in any team. He was that good, and he is that good right now. And he's been healthy. In a year where Leonard Williams has been dealing with an MCL sprain, some neck trap issues, he's been in and out. Aziz Ojolari's had the calf injuries and the ankle injury against Minnesota. Kayvon Thibodeau started the year a little bit late. Dexter Lawrence has been one of the most consistent players, reliable and durable this entire year. Now, the most important thing for me is that he shows up every week, not just as an elite run stopper, but as an elite pass rusher. He's doing it from an interior standpoint. If you saw what he did to Quentin Nelson yesterday, bulldozed the absolute shit out of him and then sacked the quarterback. That was his lone sack. And you don't see, we're talking about an all pro, arguably the best guard in football, best guard in football, getting trampled, absolutely trampled by a 340-pound Dexter Lawrence. The most impressive thing is, how the hell does he have so much stamina? You know what I mean? He does not leave the field very often. They don't take him off the field at all. And, and, and to me, that's the most impressive thing. A 340-pound man moving the way he does and, and consistently going up and making plays and not coming off the field, It's you don't see this very often, guys. This is a special, special player. You do not let guys like this leave. You've got to extend him this season before that fifth-year option uh, you know, expires. We have basically no money. Um, attributed to the 2024 season and beyond. Kenny Galladay's deal is gone. Leonard Williams is probably gone after 2024. Um, he's under contract next year. But Anthony, when you're looking at Dexter Lawrence, 
Uh, just what has impressed you the most about his season right now? Just the pass rush to me is what really stands out, though. Yeah, obviously the pass rush is what stands out the most. That pass rushing prowess that he's brought to the table this season has been game-changing for the New York Giants. I think that's always something that's really game-changing for any NFL defense. It's great to have an elite edge rusher. Like, it's awesome having the Kayvon Thibodeau and especially the Aziz Ojolari when you have that pairing on the edge. But when you have pass rushers who can get home from the interior, that is game-changing because a quarterback is far more likely to roll out through the sides. You know, you can, you can get around on the edge and roll out and scramble and extend the play. But when you have pressure right in your face from the interior of your offensive line allowing pressure, that makes things 10 times more difficult because you don't have anywhere to step up in the pocket. And when you try and roll out, those QB contains are right there and you're sacked. So that's been a huge difference maker for the Giants defense is having Dexter Lawrence being such an elite pass rusher from the interior. That has disrupted a lot of quarterbacks way more frequently than the stats even suggest because the pressures, you got to add those in. But another thing that's really impressed me about Dexter Lawrence is something that you just mentioned, how frequently he's on the on the field, right? Because when, when the Giants drafted Dexter Lawrence, one of the main criticisms was, did they really just spend the first round pick on a two down player? You know, a, a player that's going to be out there on first down, second down, and that's about that because he doesn't provide much as a pass rusher, right? You On third down, you want your best pass rushers out there. Well, Dexter Lawrence is providing pass rushing prowess on first down, second down, third down, plus being an elite run defender on first and second down. So this guy can do it all. He's doing everything for the Giants defense. And if you take a look at the stats from PFF, he has 38 run stops this year, which is already a new career high for him. So he's not only dominant as a pass rusher from the interior, but he's also an elite nose tackle, a run stuffing, hole plugging, defensive like interior alignment. Like he is just dominant in every phase of the game for the Giants. And even when he's not making the tackle, even when he's not getting the sack, best believe his ginormous body just stuffing up offensive linemen is opening things up for other guys. It's opening things up for Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams. They're creating, he's creating opportunities for them just by being such a force on the interior and by just having such a presence lining up against big offensive linemen because he can outweigh and outmuscle anyone as we just saw with that devastating sack on Quentin Nelson. So Dexter Lawrence, you really can't say enough about how he's taken his game to new heights and just the development that he's undergone this year. First few seasons of his career, I mean, we knew Dexter Lawrence was a great player and he had the potential to be elite, but he's finally realizing that potential. And I don't think we ever saw him realizing it quite like this because this is just another level of play from an interior defensive lineman. So again, you, you asked me what, what has stood out the most. It's the pass rush, but do not sleep on his run defending capabilities because we already knew he was a great run defender from his first few seasons in the NFL, but he's still an elite run defender on top of being an elite pass rusher. He is truly a three down defensive lineman and those are really hard to come by in the NFL. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I guess the question here, um, the main thing I want to talk about, you know, as we kind of wind this episode down is what would a contract extension look like for Dexter Lawrence? You know what I mean? I like the three-year deals. I like the three-year contracts. You know, you're going to guarantee a lot of money for him. He's been really durable, reliable for this team over the last four years. Um, he's a player you can't afford to lose. Now, a lot of people will reference Dexter, or rather, um, Dalvin, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, um, Jonathan Hankins as guys that we've let walk in the past, defensive tackles we let walk. I think that trend ends now. I think that that strategy comes to an end. I think Dexter Lawrence is a guy that provides not only elite run blocking or rather, um, rather run stopping, but elite pass rush as well from a defensive tackle position. You don't find players like this very often. These are rarities, right? These are rare types of players that you just don't replicate in the draft. You can't find guys that do like do it at this level at this pace. 
uh, for the, an entire season. So right now, I would say I'd give him a $3 million deal out of probably around $15 million per season. Um, I think three years, $45 million is a pretty pretty good deal for a defensive tackle. Um, maybe he gets more than that. You know, it, it, he could end up in the, somewhere in the 16 to 17 million range, but I think that's a little bit too much for my, for my taste. I think three years, 45 million, 15 million per season with like 35 million guaranteed probably is, is what makes sense to me. Again, I have, I have no idea really. I'm just kind of throwing out a guess there. What kind of contract do you think would make sense for you? Yeah, I, I think when you look at the salaries of the top defensive linemen in the NFL, Dexter Lawrence, I mean, where you're projecting him right now, it sounds realistic, you know, 15 million per year. But with the season that he's having, I assume that he's going to go to those negotiations and push for a whole lot more because the best defensive linemen in the NFL are making a lot of money now. Aaron Donald, of course, he's Aaron Donald. That's a whole different conversation. He's making 31 million a year. That's 10 million more than the next best guy, which is just absurd. But it's Aaron Donald. He's one of the greatest players ever. And, but Leonard Williams is number two, believe it or not. He, his average salary is $21 million per year, which is tied with DeForest Buckner for being the second highest paid interior defensive lineman in the NFL. Then you have $20 million at Chris Jones, who's also just an elite player. That's a whole different class. But when you start to look at some of these players that Dexter Lawrence probably falls in, Jonathan Allen, Vita Vea, Kenny Clark, Grady Jarrett, Cameron Hayward, those guys are making 16 to 18. So 15 million, I like the sound of that, but I don't think it's realistic. I think that Dexter Lawrence pushes and this number actually gets closer to 20 than it is to 15. And so I would project he's probably going to end up making 20 even, 20 flat. So I would say a three-year $60 million deal. And in my opinion, that's valid and that's fair. And it works because the Giants are not overpaying on the edge and they're not overpaying in either of the tackle positions, right? That's the beauty of having offensive tackles, bookend offensive tackles on rookie contracts. That's the beauty of having an, an elite edge rusher on a rookie contract, two of them even. So the Giants have money to spend elsewhere. If you look at their 2023 salary cap space, they've got a lot of it. They can spend on it and, and they can go ahead, bring in new talent, but also retain the talent that they have. That in-house talent, Saquon Barkley needs a new deal. Daniel Jones needs a new deal. Of course, Dexter Lawrence needs a new deal. But this guy deserves the money. Like he has gotten that bag. He's earned it. And I think that Dexter Lawrence actually does probably hit that 20 million threshold. And I think it's deserved. Now, the only stipulation there is, are you really going to spend over $40 million between two defensive linemen? No, probably not. So something has to happen with Leonard Williams' contract in order to afford Dexter Lawrence. And I think something will because Leonard Williams, great player, and he's been great on the field so far this year, but he's never dealt with injuries until this season. And it's starting to seem like maybe age is a factor. Maybe he's just hitting that point in his career where his productivity declines, his health declines. That might be, it just might be time for Leonard Williams where he's got to take some sort of pay cut in order to stay with this team. And I think he'll understand that. I think it'll be fine, right? Because Leonard Williams, yes, great player, but just hasn't been the impact player this season that he was for the previous two seasons. And considering the deal that he signed and how much money he was given by Dave Gettleman, the former general manager, I have to imagine that Joe Shane, Brandon Brown, Brian Dable, they're going to look at that contract and say, you know what, we'd rather spend that money on Dexter Lawrence and save some of that money by either releasing, trading, or just renegotiating with Leonard Williams. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, if I'm the Giants right now, I'm looking at Leonard Williams and saying, okay, well, Dexter Lawrence's deal doesn't kick in until 2024. You know what I mean? So you, you, you're going to sign Dexter Lawrence to an extension. And there's another conversation to have there. If you're the Giants, do you sign him now while he's on a high? Or do you or do you wait until maybe midway through the 2023 season to make sure he can maintain this pace? Because right now, you got one great season, right? One great season in four years. Um, we got to make sure that it's going to be consistently like this. You know, if you give him $20 million a year and next year he just doesn't perform as well, it just, you know, maybe his, his, it just drops off a bit or maybe averages out a little bit more. 
um, you're like, oh, maybe I made a mistake here. I think you probably wait until about midway through uh, the season to start negotiating and start saying, okay, if he's kicking ass and he maintains that pace, then we know he's going to be good for a very long time. Um, I think that's probably safe for both sides. You know, that way you have a, a half a season to negotiate and figure things out. So that's good. That's a good thing in my, in my opinion. I think that would be a good uh, mix for the two sides to, to recon, reconvene probably halfway through the 2023 campaign. But looking at Leonard Williams' deal, uh, as you mentioned, big, big money there. $18 million base salary, $32.2 million cap hit with a $20.2 million dead money. So Giants only saved $12 million if they cut him. If they cut him post-June 1st, they saved $18 million. So look, I don't think Leonard Williams is a guy that we should be getting rid of. I think this maintaining this defensive line is a priority. I think that these could be this could be an elite defensive front. Um, so with that being said, I think that you say that you say to Leonard Williams, how about this? We add another year onto your deal, and then we add, probably add a void year in 2025. That way we have you under contract for two more seasons. Look, he's been healthy his entire year. I, I don't necessarily think this is age getting the best of him. I think this is just uh, the, the Giants had everyone. Everyone had MCL sprains this year. You know, like half the team had MCL sprains. So I think it might have just been something that they were doing, maybe a workout exercise they were doing, or maybe the field. Um, they are going to be changing the field next year. So that's a big benefit for guys like Leonard Williams, you know, probably returning back to the more durable side of things. And he's think about it like this. He's been reliable and durable and he played for the jets and the giants. So he's been on that MetLife turf for a very long time. When you're able to get through most of your career without getting significantly injured on that turf, you're probably in a pretty good spot. So I think next year he bounces back and he's fully healthy. He's fighting through that neck injury right now and he's doing fine. Um, so if I'm looking at Leonard Williams, I'd probably say I'd add a second year onto that deal. I'm not going to be paying him 21, $24 million per season. I think, I think I'd probably lower that to about 17 million if, if possible. And you just add that second year on and you spread some of that cap hit from this season into 2024. And then he's gone after that. So and maybe you add a void year in 2025, as I mentioned, to kind of push even more salary space into the future. That way you have a little bit more, more money to spend. But um, there's definitely things that the Giants can do to, to maybe convert some of it into a roster bonus and you just pay it out immediately. Uh, there are ways the Giants can pull pull strings to lessen that salary uh, kind of load. But I do think that Dexter Lawrence and prioritizing his extension for 2023, probably midseason, makes a lot of sense to me. I'm curious to see what you guys think about that in the YouTube comments. You know, Dexter Lawrence has been a phenomenal player for us this season, and I think it's only going to continue building and trending in that direction, especially after another dominant game against the Colts. But always happy to hear your opinions below in the YouTube comments. Make sure to like and subscribe as always and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. Mm -hmm.